guys, it's me, Georgie Parker, and I'm back. It's episode 15 of That's What She Said. Thank you to our good friend Sportsbet, and we're welcomed as always by Bubs Barbieri. And this week, we have a new superstar lineup while Joe is away in England for the Netball World Cup. We have my housemate, Abby, <laughs> AFLW Premiership player, TV presenter, doesn't mind free stuff in exchange for an Instagram post, Holmes. <laughs> Well done, GP. I was waiting for that introduction to see what you would come up with. Um, no, but it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our chat. You, you love a free thing on Instagram. Oh, well, you're the one that seems to collect all my deliveries at home. So um, you, don't, yeah. you don't call yourself an influencer, no, though, do you? Nah, 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 nah. No, no, no. This one, dead said, got sent tuna to our house. Tuna. She got free tuna. You, you eat tuna. I eat tuna. Of course <laughs> I eat tuna, but this little company. What's from... the worst thing that you've got for free, you think? Oh, I'm not going to say worst thing, but the What's most interesting thing would have been the tuna, hands down. Anything else? Oh, I can't You love a free thing. Oh, look. <laughs> I'm not one to turn away something for free. Let's be honest. Look, let's give it a go. I'll see if I, I can see rate if it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and if I like it, I'll promote it. This is the first time I've seen you in a very, very long time, Abby. I think it's been about nine weeks since I've seen you. Yeah. Look, I've been You're away looking for... very bronzed. I've been away for work, GP. Oh. Um, yeah, look. Work, they call work. it. Oh, work. It's like the upgrade for the business class flights. <laughs> no, it's work. Getting dumped into a Melbourne winter is hurting me, I tell you what. Oh. Yeah, it's nasty, isn't it? Where it's, have you been? Oh, I've been working away for the last couple of months. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, gallivanting you around. You might find out on July 24th on Channel 10. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's all rumours. It's all rumours. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have heard that there has been some rumours floating around, though, so I'm privy to what, them. What, what were those rumours, Abby? Oh, <laughs> you tell me. Does yeah. it have anything to do with an island? <laughs> it starts with. It might start with S and end in Survivor. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't even know what Survivor is. So you're telling me this great news? Um, well, thank you for coming on. No, it's so thanks nice. for having me. Uh, we've gone from one blonde bombshell to another, so it's nice <laughs> to have you. And Bubs. You're looking tired. Are you <laughs> withdrawn? Are you so happy that the World Cup's over? No, I'm not. No, it's actually quite depressing because it only comes around for every four years. It's a bit like the Olympics when yeah. you, you know, you gear yourself up for a good month of uh, football and you get a, every day you get something on TV and you get accustomed to it and then all of a sudden it's okay. ripped away from you and uh, you have to go back to some sort of normality and. A lot of people don't know what that is after a World Cup. It's really, it really takes it out of you in terms of emotionally and spiritually and everything. As like as weird as that sounds. No, I totally get it. I'm like that at the end of a footy season. We get that every year. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. So I can imagine what you're feeling like when something yeah. rolls around every four years. Oh, it's crazy. But this was your first one on the other side of the yeah. fence, really, yeah. where you were. As a, a presenter, an announcer, calling the games, yeah. um, watching it, how you've seen it develop from, I guess, when your first World Cup to what it is now. How special has that been from seeing the development of it from the female sporting? Person? It's 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 a dream. It really is because because you're always struggling so much. You you're finding something else to to fight against, and somebody else will pop up with with some derogatory comment and you feel like you're just piling through the shit every day and just mm. you just want to you just want better for yourself you want better for your comrades you want better for little girls that look up to you you want to be seen and you just want it for all the right things and you've got so many haters out there for some, just no reason at all just trying to drag us down and 
And when you when you look back at it, when I turned up uh, at 2003 and I played my first game uh, at a World Cup, I'd only debuted the year before. So it was all very, very new to me. And I was earning money, but uh, albeit very, very mm. little. Um, so it was it was even a step above from my predecessors in that tournament. But uh, to come through full circle where you see um, the likes of hosting in France, um, a world powerhouse in football, the way they do things is absolutely amazing. And it was unfortunate for them that they met America so early in the tournament that they, they couldn't uh, meet them in the final, but that's the way the draw works out sometimes. What I love about it is that you see that it's not just that female athletes that are getting on board this campaign of mm. equality within sports, but if you look at when USA were about to win and this entire stadium, 55,000 people I think it was, mm. all chanting equal pay, equal pay. So we'll just, we'll just chuck that audio up now. I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty powerful. Um, And just how much this has grown, the enormity of what this means for not just soccer, female soccer, but where people are seeing female sports and this is the front runner of it and this is where it needs to be and when people want it to be. That's pretty cool. Well, the, the main thing that I take out of what the USA have done is that pre tournament, they start their campaigning. So they know the leverage that they can have, mm-hmm. the leverage that they can drive, so they almost preempt the fact that they're going to win it. Yeah. And that drives them even f- further on, on the football pitch because they bite off more than they can chew um, a lot earlier than any other team. So they, they have all their promotions and they sell T-shirts. They know their worth though. They That's know their worth. Cool. That's what I mean. And, and everyone takes it as if, oh, they're arrogant. And I'm like, no, no they're backing themselves because of the bigger picture. They know though that they're a bigger brand than their men's side. Yeah. That's what's really special about them and they're the team they know and they've got facts and figures behind them to go, actually, we bring in more money than them. Yeah. We bring in this many. We have this many people watching us. They've got numbers behind to really back them and it, it can then bring the whole country on board as opposed to, oh, we, you're just costing everyone money. Yeah. That's They know how much they're worth. And, and it's... It's global. It's, it's yeah, not it's just in America. It's important for everybody. Yeah. It's important for everybody. But the main thing is that FIFA keep trying to tell us that, oh, we've doubled the prize money. And I'm like, yeah, but you also increased the men's. Yeah. yeah. So the pay gap has actually increased. What I think, though, is that the men are getting paid a ludicrously $400 million. Is it $400 million? It's like 300 and something stupid. Something really high but close to 400 yeah. For them to win the World Cup. Like that's and stupid. And the yeah. women's is 60 Which is still huge money. Is the men getting paid, are the men getting paid too much? Can't you meet somewhere in the middle? <laughs> I know. It blows my mind. Like that's just too much that's, money for that's some people. Uh, I think that's total money. Yeah, yeah. So total price yeah, right. pool. So the further you go in the tournament, so every time uh, you you get out of a group or you yeah. you continue yeah, on, course. your prize money goes up. And then some uh, federations don't even give players a chunk of that. So we had to fight hard for our prize money. So our girls get thirty percent of the prize money split between them. Yeah. Um, and if you were part of the qualifying tournament, you get some of that as well, even if you didn't go to the World Cup. So. Um, it's massive in terms of what it's doing, but some some teams like maybe Brazil, I think, don't get a portion mm. of of their of their prize money. So it, it means a lot uh, to have the Americans do so much. And 
Megan Rapinoe copping so much uh, flack for what she's been doing around um, speaking to the president, like oh, speaking about the president or yeah. uh, kneeling with uh, Kaepernick. <laughs> what? So Speaking about the president, though, I don't think that she's the only one with that kind of mentality. Yes. The funniest thing that I found out of this was when this Fox News went to cover the soccer game and then in the background they were meant to do it at the, the front of the pub and instead they did it in it and this is what happens during it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And he, <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm just going to try and get this oh, out as quickly no. as possible. People are swearing. <laughs> and you know when someone's talking to you, you can't actually talk properly. No. Oh, it makes me laugh so yeah. much. But. The thing with American girls, so when the girls were going up receiving their medals and I was watching a lot of coverage from the American coverage of it and one of the commentators says as they're walking up to receive the medals um, and a commentator's fluff, you know this, Abby, you're one yourself, and they have to fluff when when there's nothing happening, you've got to talk shit. And he says... And this, the, the girls say similar, we have to go and win, but he says, if you're the US national team, you're expected to not just go to the World Cup but to win each and every time. Mm. That's a lot of pressure for a team that doesn't get paid what the men, do you think the men have that expectation? No. And they get paid less. Yeah. It's huge pressure for them um, and a huge weight on that country. And then I guess then they get the hate because they say something about the president that a lot of people feel, um, you know, that what, what's the name again? The one you Megan Rapino. Yeah, she's got... Five million Instagram followers or something like yeah. that. Like she's got huge pull, um, and then she's going to cop more hate about that's those sorts of comments. It's and even she doesn't uh, she doesn't bander to anybody as well. So when she was going up for her uh, medals and she was receiving all the accolades as one of the captains, she didn't uh, you know smile with the FIFA delegates or anything like that. She she amused them by speaking to them, but she by no means was like um, smiling, laughing or, or chuckling and she was adamant that uh, she was going to use the platform even in the medal ceremony yeah. to, to, to speak about it. Yeah, yeah but then and you, you flip over to the Dutch side. So the US were the powerhouse going into it. They've got so much money. Their college system really helps them. Um, they they were clearly the favourites going into the competition. Holland, on the other hand, Holland and Dutch, you never know what to call them. Do you? <laughs> I say Netherlands. Netherlands, Holland, Dutch. It's got so many. It's a Seinfeld episode. You should watch that. Um, the Dutch, I mean... They only qualified for their first World Cup. This is only how many? Two, World, two, yeah, two you know, right. and they've suddenly come into the World Cup final. It's pretty amazing. But their soccer for them is the fastest growing sport. What I found interesting when I was doing some some reading up on them is that males and females in Holland are allowed to play soccer until they're 19. Uh, together. Together. Yep. That is really cool. That's it's a, massive. Yeah, massive. And that's for their development and how quickly mm-hmm. they've grown. Mm-hmm. That's something pretty cool. That <coughs> for us, um, we've been trying to do that for a long time. But they make us play in terms of like I was like the f- the first female player to play professionally in the men's league here in Victoria. But I had to, um, you know, push write and push letters and push. and push, and yeah. people had to get behind me and things. But and then when girls play, we play as a, a girls team playing against a boys team, and usually there's a lot of you know hype or things and parents 
hate it and they, they we find it really difficult. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we were just allowed to be in and amongst uh, the players, you wouldn't actually notice that we were no, yeah, any exactly different. Right. And it stops that kind of divide mm. of men's sports, women's sports, and it just becomes sports, especially in a non-contact sport like soccer. Mm. You mean it might be like non-contact, like you know, hockey is very similar, where you you do get pushed around a bit, but it's not like footy or rugby yeah. where there are collisions and they're allowed. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, um, you can yeah, you can yeah. get away from it. There's, yeah, exactly. They can, exactly. You can evade. Uh, exactly. A lot of the problems. Exactly. But I think it's really cool. But then as well, just the amount, sheer amount of people that have been watching the World Cup. There was over a billion people yeah, watched it. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it's it? It's crazy. It's it's showing just how popular, firstly, the sport of soccer is. Mm. Um, it's the world game. We yep. always talk about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I bumps. always talk about it. <laughs> but this is the last week, right? <laughs> yeah, this is the last week. We'll never speak of it again. Um, and, I mean, it's still a fair number off of how many people watch the Men's World Cup. Yeah. Um, but a billion people is huge. You know, I was looking at numbers of how many people were watching in Holland and 80% of people who had their TV on during their quarterfinal were watching. 80%. 80% of people were watching that final. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. And that's men, that's women, that's children, that's elderly, that's that's huge percentage. Yeah. That's just showing how much people want this sort of stuff if they have exposed to it. Yeah, as long as it's already and available. And I think the, the numbers are increased because we've got so many more avenues, there's so much more resources to watch it. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, uh, you know, companies coming out and then suddenly they're covering the entire World Cup. Every single game is either radio, televised, um, pay TV, free TV, yeah. all of it um, to boot. So it just goes to show how, how much of a conglomerate the game is, yeah. and if <laughs> say that word three times long ago, <laughs> like vagrant, you're saying all these like fancy words. You've been doing some research I, on fancy I words. I have been reading. How about that? I've been doing some education. Jo, jo usually uses words that we don't understand. So Mel's like, well, Joe's way. I've got to do I've this. I've got to up yeah. my game educationally. And um, no, and and when you think about it, um, which they're just giving the people what they want, and yeah. FIFA just need to come to the party and. If they stand up and they really make it equal, then it will change the game. Mm. It will be treated so much differently because when the tennis players got equal prize, prize money and they had to boycott, I remember not long ago having to boycott uh, American sh- games. You're showing your age. I know. <laughs> you remember that sort of stuff. No, I boycotted. It, it was 2015, 2016. We boycotted games uh, in America and it cost the American Association a lot of money because they'd already sold tickets for the games and we were doing it very close to the games itself and all of the American players stood up for us because they knew what we we were trying to do and and what we needed to do to get uh, a better league, a a better prosperity for all of us. So um, that's one thing the tennis taught us, that you have to band together around the world. And yeah. that's why I keep they bringing up it, Ada Hegerberg mm. because she has been out. Say that out name five times fast. Again. <laughs> it's, it's just another language, Georgie. <laughs> Ada Hegerberg, she gets in and she, she doesn't play for Norway because she's standing up for equal rights because her team. But she misses out on World Cups. She misses out on Euros. She only ever plays club football and she still wins the Ballon d'Or. Uh, you know, best world world player. Yeah. Abby's looking like, yeah. oh yeah, I know what that is. I know <laughs> the ball, ball and door. No. Abby's very just football. <laughs> it's like 
Dior. Like, <laughs> hey, I perfume? used to buy netball against Joe. So oh, yes, I'm good. All over the netball scene as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about netball because Joe, actually, no, Joe's not here. We, we will should. when they start their World Cup. Yes. Um, but because we've just had this massive, there's just so much sport going at the moment. Oh. It's actually hard to, you can't fit it in. But I, I was actually upset with Wally because I said, what's happening with the women's cricket? And he's go, oh, they got nothing on. And I got uh, <laughs> in the on ashes. Twitter, yeah. they're in the ashes. I'm like, oops. <laughs> Mate, I'm, like, I'm not listening to Wally anymore. You know how I called him a cricket expert? He's an absolute nuffy. <laughs> Don't ever listen to him. He, he's, as, he's as bad as Dummiston, I tell you what. Um, all right, so now let's go into something that you're a little bit more. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's go into some <laughs> AFL stuff. And before we go into, you know, some of the stories that have come at AFL, Dane Swan, he's a good friend of Sportsbet. He does lots of stuff here. Yeah. Um, really caters to the target market of Sportsbet. Certainly <laughs> does. for sure. He's a but funny guy. He's, he's a, elite on Twitter. He's very good Twitter. He's elite. Very good Twitter man. Um, so he doesn't give a fuck though. He literally just like he doesn't have a person to like that he responds to. So yeah, for him, yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. But um, him and Scotty Cummins have a podcast. Um, what's it called? It's on Hump Day Wednesday or something like that. And I think if you know, if you've got those two together, it's going to be, um, oh, yeah, you below know. belt. Yeah, it's not loose. the stuff. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be loose. loose. And if you're going to be easily offended, yeah. you don't listen to it. Yeah. You, know? you don't go and watch South Park if you don't want to be offended. Be offended. <laughs> you know, it's just not Family guy. <laughs> Family, exactly. Because offended. <laughs> they do things and people love an outrage. Like, seriously, people are outraged at the moment because The Little Mermaid is doing is a remake and she's black. And she's black. And oh. so people, how dare Little Mermaid really? be black. How do they and not know that Little Mermaid was black? <laughs> and I saw a tweet and it's like, oh, I can't believe the Little Mermaid was black because clearly Little Mermaid has sc- uh, fins and a tail, not legs, and I've seen her walk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so clearly. And, black, and normally black people don't uh, walk and that's just an <laughs> abomination for everybody. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, it's so everyone's getting outraged at everything and, of course, Dane Swan, people love to, like, find something for him. Yeah, to, so he's been, um, he's been in trouble. And um, Scotty Cummins being fired from 3AW for this, their podcast about them. They started talking about Urban Dictionary. Like, you know, the Urban Dictionary? Yes. Fun. It's fun. funny. It's fun. I love it. I always use it when I, like, you know, you say something to someone who doesn't know you, how you speak, or like if you're overseas, you know, you don't have C speaking and you're like, oh, this is the slang. Yeah. Yeah. So they go and reckon. They can't ever. Oh, they nobody never knows understand. reckon. No, no, I reckon. reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I should look up Urban Dictionary of Reckon. So I yeah. went and like just found some like above belt stuff. Yeah. Um, so because they're quite funny. Yeah. Like I quite use other things. So there's things like asshole, like someone who asks many stupid, pointless, obnoxious questions. Asshole. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's funny. Asshole. I hadn't heard that one before. Well, there you go. Now you can use yeah. it. Chair drobe. What's a chair drobe? It's uh, where you put your clothes. Exactly. That you don't want to, they're not dirty enough to wash. Yeah, this one's probably my favourite. <laughs> it's like, because you know how they use phrases. My phone's about to die. This is an expression commonly used to signal to another party that either A, you no longer want to text them, or B, you intend on hanging up. <laughs> I'm lying. I do you have a charger? <laughs> yeah. My phone's always charged. Always. <laughs> always. And this is one of my, um, I like this one, literally. People often confuse this word with figuratively. Dude, you figuratively died of embarrassment. You illiterate dipshit. <laughs> Not <laughs> literally. Um, but they're kind of the um, the things you use to explain yeah, to people. But uh, that's the problem, I think. I think they actually offended the people that were quite 
prepared to be offended. Oh, they love being offended. They love being offended. No, but the, the the when you're with guys that are funny and then they make fun of things that are are not funny and then you're like, okay, if I'm offended and I'm okay with being offended, yeah, then, it's <laughs> then next it must level. be. Uh, got to be really careful nowadays. There's a fine line. Because people, like, sometimes it's just not worth having a joke Have about you read yeah. some of them? Of that the, they've spoke. I they have, I out. have, I have. But have you listened to all their podcasts throughout? No, exactly. But and I think that's it. People are going, oh, oh once they're saying this, and you, and everything looks worse in text yeah. than it does when you're hearing it. Yeah. Um, it's very. Um, you got to be careful. It's people love it, and there's a me- everyone's got a medium to be able to go and. Like I like to swear, that's why I'm on this podcast. Because you're allowed to swear. Because I'm this. allowed to swear. When you when you travelled extensively, you would travel extensively. Did you ever say anything that you wish you didn't? Um, to like lost in translation or taken out of context. context. Yeah. When they when they publish when you say something in a to a reporter and then they publish what you've said without any context, mm. that yeah. is atrocious. I was once um, travelling in South America and oh, I think I'm, I'm a bit bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit bilingual. Can you roll your ass? <laughs> Just roll an R for me. Pablo Espanol. <laughs> and <laughs> we'd been travelling this stage for a month through South America and uh, <laughs> we were in Colombia and I, we were like, oh, we can order some drinks or whatever. And then we're like, oh, we wanted some straws and we said, oh, dos, <laughs> un, I went on one, un paja, por favor. And the person just was like, sorry, <laughs> what? Looked at us and we're like, oh, un paja, por favor, which we thought meant straw. straw. Uh, turns out we said one hand job, please. <gasps> <gasps> You did. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Message my friend who lives in Chile. Hey, um, just what quick one. Mean? What does this mean? And she's like, ha 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 ha. I'm like, no, seriously. What does it mean? She's just like, oh, what did you think it meant? I'm like, oh, we're we'll asking for a straw. <laughs> what was straw? Was it even well, she close? Said, she goes, oh, I guess I can see how. You meant that, but it means hand job. Oh no! <laughs> Far out. It's like when you're <laughs> when you say "oh suck job" or something like that, and and then I'm like when when something sucks and you can suck it through a straw, maybe. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know how you can get that confused. I know. Good job. It was very funny though. Good I try. Just, <laughs> good try. I wish I had an Urban Dictionary to tell me that paha meant hand job. Yes. <laughs> in uh, in Chilean. Um, but you've just come back. So it's your first week of AFL and you covered yes. the game down in Tassie. Big upset. Yeah, not really. North Melbourne are flying at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you don't no, think so? No, they are. I just yeah. don't know resurrected. About them. I just don't oh, know resurrected. About them. Look, Ray Shaw's come in and he's done a brilliant job. What I really want to know about North Melbourne is what the quota is, I guess, that he needs to fill in order to be given that head coach job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was bloody cold down there, I tell you what, coming in from a couple of months of delicious oh, weather. Oh, wait, where were you again? I was just roaming around <laughs> the NT, you know. It's, it's it's beautiful up there this time of year. Um, you don't get a tan like that in the NT. <laughs> yes, you absolutely do. Um, but, yeah, chilly down there, North Melbourne, too good in the end. And then we had a couple of derbies, showdowns. Yep. They're always big games. You never know who's going to win. But, oh, my goodness, I don't know if you've watched Fremantle, they kicked two goals 19. It was yeah. the most inaccurate kicking since Richmond did two goals 20 in 1975 or something stupid. 
They were woeful. Yeah. And they actually had 10 more inside 50s than West Coast and they lose by 90. Yeah. How do you points. how do you win the inside 50 count and get absolutely Like you could have flanked. 19 goals. Like I'd really like that in, in soccer actually. Kicking 19 <laughs> goals. Kicking kick, kick, kick 19, 19 points. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should change the rule for that very reason. Oh, it was stupid. If you hit someone in the crowd, it's 100 points. <laughs> you straight out win. Like Harry Potter if you catch the snitch. <laughs> catch the snitch. <laughs> outright win. But no, outright win even if you're behind. But no, it's really disappointing, yeah. isn't it, for the Fremantle fans, you know, especially over in Perth. The entire town shuts down for derbies like oh, yeah. in Adelaide, showdowns. Yeah. To go up, rock up, it's wet, you know, terrible. Putrid, yeah. <laughs> and then what's your side? Sandy's first game back in a while, Sandilands. Oh, his um, last ever derby. Yeah. And then they got absolutely pummeled. Do you know who Sandilands is? Nope. It's probably the but tall. I met um, Heath Black the other day. Oh. Well, He's a Frio. Who's Heath Black? <laughs> yeah. He got ousted from Fremantle because he was uh, – yeah, I think he was an alcoholic and oh, nice. doing all those sorts oh. of things. That's not when Pav- Pavlich <laughs> elite professionalism. No, but uh, yeah, no, he was speaking about the Fremantle and how it uh, basically his uh, problems had uh, resurrected the leadership group because they, they all banded together and got rid of him because he was he had a, a bad culture and he was trying to set a bad culture and and Pavlich uh, came in and and sorted everything out. So to see them go Pav- from highs. He's one of my favourites. I love Pav so much. When you were gone, <laughs> yeah. so Pavlich, he tweeted, it was so cute, he said a kid, he dropped his kid at school and somebody came up to him and said, are you that guy that <gasps> plays for, like as if it was one of the current ones, are yeah. you that guy that plays for Fremantle? Oh, no, you're just that guy from TV. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. He's only played down. 350 games. Something All games. Australian. <laughs> that hurts, doesn't it? Oh, when you, he, and he said they move on quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. And you've done such a good service to the sport for God knows how many years and then you just get that footy guy on the TV. That yeah. footy guy. You're that guy from that show. Yeah. You're the tall guy. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Very good skin though, the Pav. Doesn't he? Oh, that he just Italian glows. skin. Yeah. yeah. The Italian. That Italian skin. Yes. <laughs> that I wasn't born with. No, me um, And then I guess you got the other side of um the football you got mad jack door oh super story how good was that so for those who don't know he um had a fall off of the bolty bridge the bolty bridge um in january um broke his hip awful smashed um, his he basically smashed shattered his pelvis i'm yeah. surprised he's playing and um clearly he wasn't in a good place when that happened and no the entire football community is behind him as is the Entire club, especially, of course, um, and you know they had to start turning away people because too many people were visiting him in hospital and things yeah. like that. But for him to, I didn't think he'd ever be playing again. You're smashing your pelvis, exactly right. Um, to be playing again this year, this year, <laughs> um, and to look happy and healthy—that for me is what's yeah. really—it's really inspiring. It was really nice to see. Yes, the North Melbourne Twos run out in the VFL yesterday, but Mad Jack as well gave this massive fist pump. I'm not sure if you saw it, George, but mm. just. I loved it. Yeah, look, he's he's enjoying it as well, you know. Training can sometimes, when you're in that elite environment, become a little bit of a task. Mm. But, you know, for Magic, who was obviously in a little bit of a, a tricky space for a, a while at the beginning of the year, to now be, you know, he's having a baby and he's really just turned his footy around, his life around and enjoying it. But 
it was good to see even the guys down in Hobart for the North Melbourne um, AFL team, they all congregated together in a room in the hotel and then streamed the VFL. Oh, and um, when he ran out, there was a massive cheer that went through oh, that room. It gives me goosebumps. It I does. Love, yeah, they're beautiful. Like sport can be so uniting. Yeah. In that mm. level it can be so dividing as well and you can be really isolated. Yeah, it can so be lonely. That, exactly, even mm. in a team sport. And yeah. it's those feel-good moments that – uh, make you remember how special it can be and, and the bond you have with your teammates and essentially your family. Yeah. You spend more time with them than you do your own family. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a really nice story to hear. But then on the other side we have two two players have gone mm. through having mental health breaks. Um, we got uh, Dane Beams um, who, you know, still probably struggling from the loss of his father a yeah. couple of years ago. Um Nobody, it's a very young age, lose your family, family member, someone so close to you, um, and then having his own struggles, plus being someone who is an easy target for um, haters. Mm. I think he's an easy target. If yeah. you look at him, he's someone who everybody can rec- He's recognisable on the street. He's recognisable. He can't yeah. blend in on the footy field. Even, yeah, from his footy components, yeah. leaving a club to go to another club and then coming back to that club. Yep. And yeah, then, and then his appearance and, and um, how he plays, everything. He's an easy target to, to see. And um, and then, of course, Aaron Hall as well, so mm. um, the Gold Coast boy coming down to North Melbourne. So a couple of players taking um, – Mental health breaks. I think that tally is now four yeah. for the year, um, which is really sad. It is. And, you know, clubs are, I guess, becoming more and more accustomed to this with, I guess, yeah. more and more guys feeling comfortable enough to come out and say, I'm not okay. Like yeah. I need to step away to find myself again, to be happy, you know, within my own skin, to be yeah. able to then perform for you on a footy field mm-hmm. and do exactly. what you want me to do. Exactly. Um, so on the contrary, like it's... Yeah. There's been so many years where players wouldn't feel like they're in a good enough space or in a, Safe a supportive environment to be able to come forward. So now that they've actually got, I guess, this platform to actually say something about it. And that's what you said when Tom Boyd um, retired. Has retired yeah. And you said you actually think it's really inspiring the fact yeah. that he's gone and said, actually, no, this isn't for me, yeah. even though former number one draft pick, absolute superstar, hmm. um, Great, one of the greatest Takes a lot great of players of Bulldogs at the time, for him to be able to go, actually, no, it's not for me, that's really inspiring. And, yeah, and, I agree. Um, and I think anybody that that's listening, if, you, if you're going through those sorts of trials, um, you, you've got to understand that the perception is no longer what you think it is. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be – you might be judged to a certain degree but wholeheartedly everyone will be behind you and that you should never worry about those – um, those ne- negative associations yeah, with telling people absolutely. how you're feeling mentally. Um, and if anyone's struggling right now, I'll give you the, the lifeline uh, number of 13, 11, 14, just in case if, if uh, this has brought any um, residual yeah. stuff coming up for you. Mm-hmm. So if you need some help, uh, please dial that number. But if you if you understand the fact that sporting has so many pressures on you and, and no matter what you look like. So what I'm worried about Majak is he looks happy he looks um, enthralled in what he's doing and they've got the baby coming, it still doesn't mean he's out of the woods and he's got to work through all that stuff. So, um, you know, perception is a lot. So if, yeah. if, 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 if they're going to struggle now, we know that it's it's time to, to stand up. And I hope that it becomes so innate and, and somebody says, I'm having a break for a mental, it's like I'm having a 
a couple of weeks off because I did my ankle. Mm-hmm. That we just equate it to the same sort of thing. You, you're hurt. Yeah, it's an injury you need a break. Yeah. yeah, you're an in, or you're on the injury list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just a different type of injury, and we just become it just becomes the norm. But that and that's the thing. Even looking at Mad Jack, nobody expected that. You know, no. he's, outwardly quite so quite yeah. happy and yeah, happy. Just came across. You know, he's wrapped to be playing AFL footy and. Um, yeah, you just wouldn't have expected it. I think the entire, not only the football world, but the entire kind of Australian yeah, country public was was shocked by it. Mm-hmm. So to think that now we are aware of how much he was struggling and might be continuing to struggle, we're not sure. But that's just one. You know, there's probably so many out there, not just in AFL, in soccer, in cricket, mm. in, in netball, life. in life, life yep. that in life. that don't feel comfortable to come forward. Yep. Exactly, mm. um, and I guess we'll, we'll move over to uh, to the just quickly because, geez, you can talk, Mel. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> no, I loved it. I've missed you. Um, and I mean, is that what you mean by padder? That when when you have to pad commentators, <laughs> the commentator needs to pad, pad, pad. Just give me a job as a padder. <laughs> yeah. I'll pad. You'd be a great padder. <laughs> she would. She's very, very good. Yeah. Um, don't mind it. We love that for you. We love that for our podcast. Um, uh, Wimbledon, we'll just really touch, go over that really Coco. quickly. Coco. How do you say her last name? Guaf, Guaf. That's what Guaf. we were discussing in the Guaf. car. Guaf. Guaf. No one knows. Um, I should have. We were meant to. We yeah, said it on the in way in. I better look that up. How do you pronounce check. it? Gorf. Is that Gorf? Gorf. Ollie said Gorf. So we're going to go with Gorf. Are you making that up? Yes. Oh, okay. How do you spell it? it? Let's just Gorf. go through the spelling. It's G-A-U-F-F. Yeah. Yeah. Gorf. Gorf. Make of that as you will. All right. Coco Coco Gorf loves it. Um, 15 in the round of 16, youngest person to do that, beats her idol in the first round. I love her. She's so, (laughs) like, happy to be there and fresh-faced and authentic. Oh, loves the sport. And, you know, I was looking into her her story because I'm like, oh, I hope she's not one of those ones whose parents just, like, pushed her because I'm like, oh, she's homeschooled. And, like, a lot of the tennis players are, but Hmm. that's because they're on the road a lot. But she herself, she had her dad's a college basketballer and her mum was a track and field college athlete as well. So, Clearly that's why she's, like, if you look at her, she's so strong. Mm, athletic. Um, and mm. athletic for a 15-year-old. Like, I would kill for those shoulders, but. And those long legs. Oh, man. dream. So they're saying some of her, I guess, biggest weapons. So her serve, her fastest so far, 189 kilometres. She's 15. Per hour. She's 15. She's 15. Her two-handed backhand is a thing of beauty, people are describing. Love it. Um, like, she's just insane. Like, a little tennis prodigy, 15 years of age, beats her idol. Still yeah. in, she plays tonight, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. And Roger Federer has, like, completely endorsed her. Oh, Serena's endorsed I'm in awe. Her. I'm in yeah. awe. She's got one of the same sponsors of the pasta maker that Roger <laughs> has. How many? Okay, Roger's sponsorship with that pasta ads. thing. You know that pasta that Roger's yeah. sponsored by? It's a $30 million contract or something. How many packets of pasta do you have to sell to get to, that much to money. Justify paying Roger Federer thirty million. Hey, if anybody's out there with some tuna that they want to send <laughs> yeah. me for thirty million, I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> it blows my mind. Um, but she oh, I love her. I love watching these underdog stories and she's going through. There's mm-hmm. no expectation. She's ranked four hundred something in the world. She's a qualifier. At one point she walks off the field like she throws oh, the ball down. 
caught. Sorry. You told me off once for, I know. <laughs> for some she, soccer she walks. She walks off the court, she drops the ball and she didn't know the score. I did that when I was 15. Like I didn't know because you don't call out the score. You, don't, you, you, just, you just play and yeah. you win and then you think you've lost and she thinks she's lost. So she walks up, she goes to shake hands and everyone's like, what's going on? And then she wins the game and then... <laughs> Continues to win the whole match. Oh my goodness! It's like oh, Soz, <laughs> Soz guys, my bad. Soz, fifteen. Oh, uh, away with it. I was checking my Insta. Yeah, because she's so cute. She's so cute. She's so cute. And then, um, as well, just quickly, we don't need to touch on the troubled boys of Australian tennis. Let's just touch the Barty party. Barty party. Yeah. Oh, she's just cruising through. And do you know what's pretty cool? The fact that Coco is doing so well. I love the name Coco. Coco is doing so well. Um, Barty's just kind of cruising through all the attentions on the yeah. 15 year old. She's just cruising yeah. through, winning straight sets. And I think that's the way she'd like it as well. She doesn't strike me as the type of girl to want the attention. No, no, no but yeah. in saying that, have you guys listened to her press conference? No. <laughs> She's very good. She's very um, good. At her. I'll get you her press conference up because it's very funny. Um, I mean, we kind of came into it thinking kind of like a Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. I chat to my niece and over and over she just tells me you can go to infinity and beyond. To infinity and beyond. For me, sometimes I, I look at a shot, I play a shot, and then I think, you know, the seaweed's always greener in someone else's lake. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. Disney theme. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love her. And instead of it being like something, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. But that's what's cool about it. It's not like she's trying to add she in. She needs to reference Harry Potter for me to be hooked. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> give us, well, a, like give us a reference. She, she needs to ride on a broomstick or something. <laughs> not, not not literally, but. You've already done the golden You did the could it, yeah. This one's got a tattoo of a Harry Potter tattoo. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, well, it's like when Dylan Orcott <laughs> did it and he did all the Wu-Tang um, references when he was on Q&A oh. of all things on ABC. Very And they're like, what are you talking about? Wu-Tang. And every, every, like, generation is like. <laughs> oh, anyway, I, lo- I love Barty and I, I hope she um, continues that form. would be yeah. great if she. Um, she can get another one. Everyone's away. behind her. Well, she, she's wow. going to meet Serena in the quarters. In, um, so that'll be. A big matchup, and you know, I don't know how fit Serena is. Um, I don't think she's reached her peak after a, having a baby, as oh. you don't expect. She's thirty-eight and just had a she's baby. So and, good. Oh, she's unreal. I love her. So it's exciting um, for Barty, and um, like I said, it's cool that she can fly under the radar. How but old is Coco? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yes. So love still it. How about young. Coco going up to Venus Williams? She goes. I, I went to the net and I said, "You like my idol," and I'm and I'd be like, if I was Venus, having someone say that to me after they've, when they've smacked just, me, I'm yeah. like. Yeah, pee off now. No, but fly. I don't reckon when you're 39 and you're still playing and yeah. like that's she's 15 and she's no idea and that's like she those two sisters inspired her to play. That's why she wanted to play tennis. She wanted yeah. to be in a solo sport, which is completely opposite reason why I didn't want to play tennis because I didn't want to be a, a bit solo. solo. Yeah. So she's clearly got what it takes in terms of because you like to blame everyone else. Absolutely, <laughs> it's always the goalkeeper's Someone else's fault. fault. Always the goalkeeper's fault, mm. isn't it? Um, all right, so now it's up to ding, ding, ding. My favorite time of the week, tweet of the week, and have you actually prepared one? I did, uh, courtesy of uh, OJ. <laughs> so, oh. Abby, you are not made aware of this. We just do a no. tweet of the week where Excellent. we just do like something funny, something interesting. Tweet of the week. What have you? So, um, this is from Shay Serrano. He's apparently a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, OJ. Anyway, apparently. Um, 
But no, it's it's been hilarious because of uh, Megan Rapinoe's uh, outbursts recently uh, in regards to the White House. Yeah. So Shay Serrano has said the U.S. Women's National Team preemptively turned down an invitation to go to the White House and all of the Make America Great Again was like, actually go win the World Cup before you talk shit. And the US Women's National Team was like, okay, you bunch of fucking idiots, and then went out and won the World yeah. Cup. What an all-time flex. <laughs> yes, flex. Flex, I love good that. flex. That oh, is a great Because it's flex. the haters and yeah. it's always the extremists that <laughs> always want to be outraged over the fact that somebody, they don't want to go and meet the president. That Alex Morgan does a sipping the teacup. Oh, outrageous. Oh, my God, she sipped a teacup. Yes, the the English team are English and they like tea, but she was actually drinking the tea before the game. Like she had this little thing where she was drinking from uh, a water cup yeah. and she had a little pinky up. So it had nothing to do with well, even English. If it did, and if, if, yeah, I do take that the all the time. I know, pinky up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Score goals at the World Cup and then yeah, <laughs> go up yeah. to the camera. And like I've it. seen people do some really radical <laughs> no. stuff like uh, Robbie Fowler pretend to uh, sniff the line and uh, nice. Bosnich do the Hail Hitler. Like there have yeah. been some ridiculous some things out there and she gets tormented for... Uh, a teacup. Tea That's oh, bullshit. People yeah. love to be outraged, don't they? And, and especially then, and women's then ha- football. Then what happens though is that people get outraged over the fact that people are outraged. Yeah, it's oh, a cycle of people just being angry. Let's just chill. Let's just chill. Let's mine is also World Cup related, also US team related, and also White House related. So mine is <laughs> the team that lost is from Jess Dweck. She's a writer for the TV apparently. And she said... The team that lost should have to go to the White House. <laughs> yes, it should be the loser. And then because nobody wants to go and then all the replies to this are so funny. It's like, um, haven't they suffered enough? They're such a good people <laughs> and don't deserve enough? that. Someone's like, I would not want to meet a man almost as orange as their jerseys. Oh, wow, that's funny. The Cheeto. <laughs> Cruel and unusual punishment. Um, that's so funny. There's just I, like, I was I had an argument with because uh, I – commented on a U.S. women's national team post um, that I was completely neutral and that the flags are quite similar in colours and I don't know. And then I tried to find all the emojis that emulated something orange and something American, something orange and something American. And then I went Tulip versus the Statue of Liberty and then I had a whole heap of bandwagons saying that the tulip is actually Turkish. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but (laughs) I don't care. They sell a lot of tulips in. And And the tulip farms. They have tulip farms. They sell over a billion of these things. And I'm having an argument on (laughs) social media. Social media. Because these guys will not let it down. And, like, I don't let it down either. (laughs) I'm not going to let you win. I know everything about the tulip. (laughs) It's actually from Asia. But anyway. Let me guess. The person that was arguing with you had a picture of a car as their profile picture. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm going to go back and look now. It's either a car or like a transformer or something. <laughs> something. Stupid. Honestly. Or an egg. And his name was, yeah, his name was like Tulip Hater with spelled with an A. <laughs> yeah. a letter, number eight. <laughs> and, and grammatically corrects everything I write. <laughs> No. Um, well, thank you, Abby, for joining us. Oh, that's fine. We've loved having you. Um, 
the soccer is over. Yeah. <laughs> no, hallelujah no, lo- for Georgie. I, I love the soccer. I love it. It's um, been a really crazy last few months yes. about it. And I'll all, go so. back in my box. No, no, we love you. <laughs> I'll have to go watch box. AFL we now. We love your box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Abby. We've loved having you on. And no I'm worries. sure we'll have Anytime. you in. And we'll have you not in this crazy little story. No, we'll that's you, fine. Um, with our new set, which will be out next week, I believe. So new set. Fingers new, crossed. Yeah, we'll be here. So same time next week. And uh, if you're having a punt, gamble responsibly and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.